Welcome back, listeners. First up this week is Joanne Yarrow, editor on Hulu's Only Murders in the Building. Before diving into the Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez-led comedy, we discussed her work on American Crime, Vita, and Queen Sugar. We also briefly spoke about her next job, Five Days at Memorial, for Apple TV+. The full season of Only Murders is out now on Hulu. It's a few days after the finale. Yes. And it's very exciting because now we know who did it. Right. Now we're opening up to an entirely different season and, well, a new season and different, whatever that looks like. Um, But what were your thoughts on the finale? I know Julie edited that one. So... (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it was fun to see, you know, it, it sort of brought in more physical comedy with Steve and, you know, it's kind of a, uh, a different flavor than we had had the rest of the season, which is kind of fun. Um, and, you know, I really, for the majority of the show, was trying to not know who the murderer was because I wanted it to be a surprise for myself. Um, so I really stopped at, at my last episode, which was episode eight, and I tried with all my might, <laughs> but, um, but my assistant accidentally just mentioned it, assuming that I uh, knew already. And so the, you know, uh, it was blown, um, but, you know, I, I liked it, you know, I was, I was satisfied, you know, it's always like, um, it's been really interesting to watch the show along with friends that are seeing it for the first time and and all the the different clues and who they think might have done it and um sort of really early on um just after jan was introduced um i went over to a friend's house and they they listed like four different people that they thought it could be and jan was one of them um and so i didn't give anything up but i was like you know the the murder has been mentioned tonight so and they're like ah! <laughs> yeah. yeah so I that. yeah i mean it's been exciting to see sort of the rollout of this and have it sort of be that week-to-week conversation um i guess water cooler conversation to some extent um yeah. and I, it's just grown in popularity over the over the beginning and i mean it's i i mean you kind of just say the words like uh, Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Selena Gomez, and it's just like, huh, intriguing, like, at the beginning of it all, but now it's like, you see it, and it's just like that perfect sort of trio. Oh, yeah, I know, at first, it's like, wait, what is this going to be, but I mean, truly, from the pilot script, it was, it's an incredible pilot script, I mean, when you read that thing, you're just like, I'm on board, you know, (laughs) I'm like, I get it, this is going to be incredible, it's going to be such a fun ride. And it was exactly that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I want to go back in time just a little bit before diving into um, the show. Um, and I want to go into Queen Sugar first, um, because I absolutely love that story. I love the way that um, it depicts um, Louisiana and just this very specific, um, like, family and um, community. So, I mean, say as little or as much as you want about the project, um, but I'd love to hear um, just what your thoughts on it were. 
Yeah. Um, it was a real privilege to be able to be a part of that show the first season. And uh, it to be the, the second show I had ever been able to cut on. Um, the, the, the way um, new, well, not new directors, but new to, many new to TV um, were brought in. I mean, I was able to meet incredible directors that you know I still love to this day and have worked with some of them multiple times um, on different shows. Um, some intentionally, some by accident. Um, and I really cherish kind of those relationships and that time. Everybody on that crew was just incredible. Um, I The other editors, Avril and Spencer too, they um, became dear friends. And, um, you know, it was a really, it was a really great um, opportunity to be a part of and to tell that specific story and yeah being from Texas you sort of feel like you know this is this is like a, a sibling over here telling you know mm -hmm. um, telling the story of, of somebody in Louisiana so um, it was great it was a it was a really um, wonderful opportunity that you know I still it still carries with me you know and mm -hmm. um, I I, uh, like I said, just just all those people I worked with, Kat Candler more recently and um, Tanya Hamilton. I mean, all those people are just phenomenal. So it was really great. Yeah, I had a great um, chance to chat with Avril actually um, yes. for her movie, um, Respect. And so that was, um, that was really exciting to sort of hear her take on it because um, obviously she's not from United States. So um, having that sort of, I don't know, different perspective was so interesting um, to me. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I absolutely adore the show. Um, but moving into actually probably one of my favorite um, like limited series in the past few years, American Crime. Um, I just adore that show. Um, it, I remember watching it I think like weekly with my mom when it was coming out. Oh wow! And, I mean, she still speaks so highly of it. She's like, she like probably once a month she says something about American Crime and wow. Regina King and all of that. Um, so, what was it about that show that was so um, special to you? I mean, I know I, something I'll mention later. I mean, the um, your relationship with John continues to this day. So um, would love to just hear what, what was so special about that project. Well, it was sort of everything for me. I mean, I, I had met John Ridley on a indie feature that he was directing right before. And um, Hank Corwin, really super talented uh, editor was cutting it. And, um, and Hank had to sort of step away at the end. He was busy with a lot of stuff, you know, running, you know, he runs a commercial um, post house. And, um, and, and I was sort of just able to jump in a little bit, you know, on like one scene that had to change. And um, it, it allowed me to sort of start a relationship with John in that creative space. And um, when he went on to do the pilot for American Crime, he asked Hank and I to join. And I immediately said, yes, I don't think I'd ever had a director ask me 
you know, directly um, as an assistant to be a part of something. So uh, I said, yes, Hank declined. Um, so they got another editor. And so I was able to be a part of that um, pilot, which I had never hadn't done TV since I was a PA. Um, so that was, you know, sort of interesting. And when the time came, I was supposed to jump onto a movie afterwards. And uh, John asked me, hey, if the show gets picked up, will you stay? And, um, you know, I said I had a, a really great opportunity. I was going to be able to work in New York, all these things, a big feature. Um, but you know, if there was some way I could be an editor, of course I would stay, you know, but it would have to be, you know, worth it for me to, to make the move. And he didn't say anything in that moment. And then the show got picked up and he, um, he just said, well, here's our, here's two of our editors. And he pointed to me and the other editor that had cut the pilot. And so it was just sort of given to me. Um, so it was a, it was a real, it's a huge opportunity, number one. So it's always special to me for that. Um, he also really allowed us to play a lot. He's not precious with what he writes on the page. So it is a true interpretation. Um, and so, you know, you get a straight scene, which if you're familiar with the show, if you get you get a straight scene and it's written pretty straightforward and they shoot it pretty straightforward with some exceptions and then and then you get to sort of play around and play with time and and get to do whatever you you really want to do to sort of heighten any sort of the emotion or the story that's happening in that scene um and that's a again a huge privilege um that you don't get i haven't gotten it on that level outside of John Ridley, probably like mm. he really just lets you go for it. And his, you know, his philosophy is basically like, we can always go back and put it together the way, you know, it's assumed it would go. Um, but, you know, go out there and, and try and do something different with it, you know? And so that really releases you from being in a box. And um, so it was fun. Obviously all the actors were, incredibly strong so it was just a joy you know I really felt like I learned a lot about performance from cutting those performances you know Regina Felicity Tim Hutton like they are masters so um yeah. it was it was all good and just a really great learning experience hmm. and then one more um Vita mm -hmm. the show I absolutely love yeah um, can you just go into that one too? Vita is like, um, it's like my heart, it's joy. It's like, you know, it was so special in a lot of ways. Um, Tanya Saracho, who um, was the showrunner, she, you know, I knew her from before the show. And when she was kind of putting it together for the first time, you know, obviously I wanted to be a part of it. and. Um, when she asked me uh, to be a part of it, it was just, you know, uh, just overwhelming because this was such a unique story that I hadn't seen. Um, one that I, you know, I was craving to be a part of. And so it was just, it was really immediately family, you know, on that level of um, how much everybody cared, how much, you know, um just truly the relationships between people um 
we were all just very tight. Um, and, um, it, it was like a joyful, bright, beautiful show, um, and really special. And, um, you know, I think a lot of learning came from that too. Um, I mean, I try and learn something from, from every show, but, um, but yeah, it was just, it was just a joy. It was mm -hmm. a joy. Yeah. So coming into the present now, so when were you first approach or did you hear about only murders in the building so I was supposed to do another show I was lined up this is you know post pandemic or we're still in the pandemic but um this is sort of coming off the like lockdown um and that schedule got pushed into the new year um and so I decided to be available again to see if something was going to pop up sooner and um, what had happened on Only Murders is they had hired Julia and Matthew. And I think originally they were gonna only have two editors and then they decided to open it up to a third. So sort of a chunk of time went by where it was open up to people, it closed and then they opened up again. And so I was able to come in second round when they were looking and um, it just came through my agent. Um, you know, I knew people that were, uh, I, I knew Matthew and I knew Matthew was on it and I knew it was sort of like out there as an available job at that point. Um, but it was because this other show fell through that it came to me personally. And, um, again, I read that script. I read it on a Friday I thank God I didn't have an interview that day because I was so giddy from it. I think I would have blown it with my enthusiasm. So <laughs> my actual interview was, I think the following Tuesday, um, which was much better. I was more, <laughs> more grounded, came, came down from the high. And, um, you know, I met with John Hoffman and, uh, and uh, Jamie Babbitt and Jess Rosenthal, um, one of the producers. And um, it, they really, it was one of the best interviews I've ever had in the sense that they really cared about the people, um, they care about the people they hire in the sense that, you know, one of the questions in the interview was, what was your best working experience? And I was like, wait, what? Me as an editor, you care about my working experience? Um, you know, that meant a lot, you know? And, and when I was welcomed on, I got, you know, a, a big email, big welcome email. That usually just sort of doesn't happen, you know? So um, it was a really warm welcome. And um, knowing Matthew, we worked together on um, Claws. So that was really exciting to have him on board. Um, Julie and I had mutual friends and so we really connected quickly and um, so from the get-go it was great to have this connection to the other editors because we were working remotely and sort of the work from home setup can be a little isolating, isolating at times and so it was nice to just sort of be able to talk through things you know and um, have that really deep um, dialogue with each other really really um early on um yeah. it helped us all you know we all had very distinct episodes in a way but i think in terms of some of the cohesion it was probably from our 
interpersonal relationships with each other, you know? Um, so it was really, it was really great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so can you sort of, you spoke, <laughs> you spoke um, a little bit about two things I wanted to touch on. One, the cohesion aspect of working with three different editors, um, but also how different this comedy was in terms of the sense that you guys really got to play around with different sort of elements that you aren't always granted the luxury of on some comedy series. So can you sort of go into that just a little bit more? Yeah, so um, cohesion wise, you know, I mean, there's a lot of heightened moments in the show where things go, you know, especially in episode one, you know, there's, uh, you know, Marty sort of falling down, the whole end sequence, the ring, the, the omelet, you know, all of that. Um, even in episode three, there's, you know, the sort of Marty has his uh, chorus line, you know, um, lineup of all the suspects. So it's, uh, so that's really fun too, to kind of like switch into this, this different mode. Um, I had, you know, the, the road trip episode. And so there's all these different elements um, that play in together. And, you know, it was really, it was really great. I mean, I think the things that we, in terms of making it cohesive, you know, the, the writing was there and the, um, obviously John Hoffman, you know, saw the big picture and Dan, Bowman as well to be able to sort of navigate if anything needed adjusting mm -hmm. um, and that always helps just because they help you know they see everything intimately they really work on each episode um, so closely so so yeah so there was like maybe just little things that we would sort of I mean one of the things that we talked about was uh or actually I don't think we did talk about it but we sort of found out after the fact was like um, Marty had the snort that he would do sometimes. And, you know, there was a question, do we use the snort? Do we not use the snort? Um, and I had used it once. And then I found out Matthew had a similar conversation. And so, um, you know, it's really about, we really all, all three editors, um, even though, you know, Matthew has tons of um, comedy experience and, and Julie has, you know, more mixture of both, but, um, of drama and comedy, but I, we all come from a grounded performance, you know, and so, and so I think we're, we're all rooted in that. And so the only sort of danger was kind of becoming too broad um, and in the comedy of it all. And, um, and it's, and it's really easy to do, you know, this is an interesting tone where it's, sometimes emotional, sometimes serious, you know, um, and then obviously funny and it's switching really quickly. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely sort of testing your skills if, if you know, navigating all that, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I think we had, we had, we'd have conversations um, with each other, sort of just, you know, what would have been, us in the kitchen if we were all working in the same office you know you get coffee and you end up talking about things you know and yeah. um we those those are really crucial conversations to have um and whether you're 
aware of it or not consciously, I think it all really helps make things come together and feel like one piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I, I loved it. I mean, I just, I think that's what made it so special for me. I mean, one, obviously the performances were outstanding and um, I hope everyone, I mean, really just takes stock in what treasures um, Steve Martin and Martin Short are. I mean, they're just, yes. I mean, I, I grew up with them. I mean, you obviously probably grew up with them too. And so now just to see them back on something as large as this is just, I mean, it's so exciting, but I just think, the way that you blended, well, I mean, your entire team blended, like the, like the, you mentioned the chorus line sort of aspect of it and mixing musical theater into it and mixing, I mean, just all of these different sort of uh, mystery tropes, but in a different sort of light. I just, I think that's so smart and just so, and it works so well. Um, so, uh, I mean, kudos to the entire team with that. Um, but I did want to just quickly talk. So now that you're sort of like done, I mean, a streaming drama, a streaming comedy. Well, I mean, you've done it all kind of, but like a streaming drama, a streaming comedy, a cable show um, and a broadcast show. I mean, what's sort of like, what, like what's the main difference between it all for you? Or, I mean, is there one that you prefer over the other? Um, yeah. I prefer to have less restrictions. So streaming allows you to sort of feel out, you know, on Only Murders versus American Crime, for example, you know, um, it could be the episodes were the length they needed to be, you know, mm -hmm. and that is such a freedom when you're used to being, you know, when you have to, you know, fit a certain time. And there's some, uh, in, in some cases, having to fit into a certain time sort of like opens this um, other world that you're, that you're like, oh, well, I didn't want to change anything, but now that I have, and this is actually making it better, that's great, right? Sometimes those, um, those things end up, end up helping us. But, you know, oftentimes you, especially when things are on the shorter side, why pad it with something that doesn't really need to be there, you know? So like make it the length that it feels like it needs to be. Um, and that, and that's great. That's great. And it just feels like a little bit looser as well, you know, in general, you know, to not be working against, um, up against release dates, you know, and, <coughs> excuse me, um, having the show air. <clears throat> then that's really, that's really nice. Um, so I love that, you know, I, I love in, in terms of like just the freedom in television and what that, the difference between sort of network and streaming, I definitely prefer streaming and or uh, premium cable, you know, um, I would love to work at HBO. I have not had that opportunity yet, but um, Stars was great in the same way that we still had that freedom of giving it. And I also find there was just so much more creative support that you were able to do a little something out of the box sometimes that was supported and not met with so much, you know, 
friction in terms of like, oh no, we think you should do this. They sort of let people be what they want to be a little bit more. So um, that's that's really nice. Yeah. And I guess what was the biggest challenge with this project for you? Biggest challenge. I mean, I think the biggest challenge, it was I hate to say something isn't with isn't challenging because it, you know, inevitably is, but it was, it was so much fun to work on. I think probably the biggest challenge would be sort of like the day-to-day working in a remote environment um, with like an assistant, you know, and not having that one-on-one time with her in person. My, my assistant was Olivia Latz and she was great. And for us, I really miss sort of that sitting down together, watching something through and being able to talk about it real time. It just doesn't translate the same in that respect. A lot of things work. And I think for me, I I really like working remotely because it sort of allows me to work when I feel like the creative juices are flowing versus just when I'm in the office. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was sort of, you know, there's just communication things that sort of on the day-to-day stuff become a little bit more challenging. Um, but, you know, as a show, it was great. I mean, the other difference for me on the show was we were doing score as we, as we went. So we were working with our composer very early on at the editor's cut level. Um, and so to get a cut together, to feel like I could show a composer was also a little nerve wracking, you know, at first. Um, so it really freaked me out at first. And then I actually grew to love it because um, you re- another reason it feels cohesive is, you know, from the get go, we're working with Sid, um, Sid Colsa, who, who did this amazing score and we're able to sort of, um, you know, we have more time to work on it. So we're able to hit these little moments if, if we need to. And we have all of his score to draw from as we go, because he's constantly creating, even if we don't use it. And so you really get to, you know, lay those pieces down early on and have a good idea of like how it's going to feel. Um, so at first that was sort of like a challenge, I think, and in the sense that like, how am I going to work with this composer as I'm putting this editor's cut together? But very quickly, I, I love it. And now I want that all the time, which isn't always possible. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I read in uh, another interview that you, excuse me, um, that you gave that that was a really exciting thing for you to actually have access to. And I, I think, I mean, obviously, as you know, sound plays a huge part in the editing process. And I don't think as many people realize that. Um, so I, yeah, no, I think that that's so exciting that you got to work with a composer, like right then, right there. So that. Oh, yeah. And, and I will say our mixers too, Matt Waters and Lindsay Alvarez, they, I mean, they're phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they just brought a level where, you know, you walk in and you, and you watch the playback and you're like, well, that's pretty much everything I would have done. I don't know what else, you know, I have three notes. Um, yeah. So, and, and all, it's all, you know, comes together in that way to help it be a better, um, uh, yeah, a better show in the end. So, yeah. yeah. 
Um, and what was a, I mean, what was the takeaway from this project in comparison to others? Um, I think for me, I mean, Claws was another comedy I worked on, but there was a lot of drama in it too. And it was sort of this interesting heightened hybrid type show. Um, but it's, and so I hadn't been on something like, you know, more, and Vita same, you know, it was marketed as a comedy, but there was a lot of drama. I was like, I'm crying in this comedy, you know? So, um, and so this felt like really sort of a, a different type of comedy than I had worked on. And it was um, just such a joy. Uh, so for me, it really taught me that, um, that I really liked it, you know, that I really enjoyed doing this. And, yeah. um, and I really like the idea of, of mixing um, different genres, like going from a drama, I mean, right now I'm on a very serious drama. So to go from only murders to a very serious drama, it's a bit of a brain shift, but, um, but it's great, you know, it's, it's great to be able to sort of just like use these different muscles at, at different times. And, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, uh, yeah, I've loved that part of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And lastly, I did want to mention said drama five days at Memorial. Yeah. Um, I absolutely, I mean, the book, holy smokes. Um, so yeah. I can really imagine what this show is like. I mean, is there anything you can sort of tease out right now? Um, um, you know, it's just incredibly, <laughs> you know, it's, it's um, it really, it, it really is night and day between the two projects and only murders. I was just laughing through my dailies and here I am definitely, uh, it's, it's serious. It's very serious. So, um, in the best way possible, because, you know, what we're talking about is something that can happen again, uh -huh. quite easily. And, um, it's been a long time, but it hasn't, you know, it's sort of like, for some people, it might feel like forever ago for other people, it seems not that long ago. Um, and so, yeah, I'm not sure what I can act, I, what I can actually share, except that I do think it's going to be um, a really powerful show, and mm. um, and I really hope people tune in. I think there's that that sort of you know, do I want to tune into something heavy right now? Um, mm -hmm. And I get that, but I think I think it's an important story to know and really understand because at the root of it, you know everything that went wrong in that situation can happen again. Thank you all for listening. This episode was edited and produced by me, Jackson Vickery. Graphics were done by Dylan Michael. And the opening and closing theme were done by Sterling Gavinsky.